I have a love-hate relationship with boundaries. <laughs> I think we all do. And that's because they're hard. In any relationship, building boundaries, setting boundaries, it feels like tough love for yourself, but can also leave you feeling like inconsiderate or mean to the other person. But boundaries aren't just for you. I think it's even harder in business relationships when there's an exchange of money happening. So in today's episode, I'm sharing exactly what I mean by setting boundaries, the boundaries I've placed in my business, and how to approach setting boundaries with your clients. Hey y'all, welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. Ooh, it took a lot to approach this topic. And it's not because I don't believe in it, but it's because I'm opening the doors to my own vulnerability and giving you an inside look at some of the mistakes I've made in the last couple of years in my business and with setting boundaries or my lack thereof. (laughs) So as a reminder, this month we are exploring topics around business, entrepreneurship, and life. So make sure you check out the last two episodes where I share about resetting your business mid-year and planning for vacations as a business owner. Next week, we'll be talking all about tools that have allowed me to scale into the education branch of my business without interrupting my existing business or my workflows. Now, when we talk about clients overstepping boundaries, it's important to remember that it's at no fault of their own if you're not intentionally setting boundaries to begin with. Now, think about that. If you have not set the boundaries, your clients do not know that they are overstepping them. (laughs) I think each person has their own needs in business, their own preferences, and you can accept whatever relationship and boundaries that you want with your clients because I know I've slowly adapted each of the boundaries I'll be sharing today because I ran into situations that I didn't love. Now, I think that boundaries are important as a business owner, but I believe as an employee working for someone else, it's just as important. So when I worked in the corporate world, I was taught to go above and beyond, to get to work early, leave late, answer every single text or call, no matter the time, no matter if you were on vacation, no matter if you were laying in bed at 9.30 at night. I do believe in going above and beyond. I really do. I want to serve my clients well. I think as an employee, you should want to serve the business you're working for well. But I also believe in these boundaries. Thinking back on this, I honestly can't tell you how many times I got out of bed at nine o'clock at night to go check on something because I got a text asking me about it. I don't work at 9 p.m. I didn't when I was in corporate roles. I don't now. But also, I don't work at 5 a.m. And I can't tell you how many times I woke up to like five or six text messages asking me about something and then why I hadn't responded and where I was. It's freaking 5 (laughs) a.m. Anyway, so that was while I was in corporate roles. And I did take two very important lessons from that experience for when I opened my business. And one was that I would not allow that to happen to me in my own business ever. And two, that I would not allow myself to do that to my employees or contractors. I don't ever want to be that boss. We'll get into that as well. Now, as a business owner, 
Setting boundaries makes you a better person, not only for yourself or for your family or your team, but also for your clients. When you're not stressed about boundaries you haven't set, your attention is intentionally focused on your client work and not the negative energy that you may have about someone who doesn't really know your boundaries. Because again, it's not their fault you haven't set them. If you're getting texts at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night and those are not part of your office hours, correct it. So let's jump into the few boundaries that I have set in my own business, why I think they're important and how I decided on them. So the first one is office hours. And I have actually always loved working the eight to 5 p.m. schedule, Monday through Friday. I love it. I think it sets a schedule for me. It's a routine that I enjoy. I still do it today. Like I am the business owner that is at her desk by eight at the latest every single day. And I try clocking out by five o'clock, but that does not mean that those are my office hours and that I'm available to clients. I'm, I'm not. So I have office hours Monday to Thursday from nine to 4 p.m. So that means that I try not to communicate with clients before 9 a.m. And I don't, I definitely don't after 4 p.m. And then on Fridays, I don't communicate with clients at all. I reserve Fridays for makeup work. So if I had an appointment earlier in the week and I have to make up hours on Friday, I'll do that or I'll work on my own business. And sometimes I'll even just take the day off if I want to. And I've had no Friday. I have not like intentionally worked a Friday for client work since I went full-time in my business. And that's because I did set this boundary and my clients know it's there. I'm not in the office on Fridays. Technically I am if I want to be though. So that's the first one. Um, along with that, I have dates that I will take calls. So I only take calls and I say only there are scheduling conflicts. Obviously I'm going to work around my client's schedules, but I try to only take calls on Mondays and Thursdays. And that's so that I only have to get ready on Mondays and Thursdays. <laughs> I only have to put on a full face of makeup and hair and all of that. And half the time I don't even do that to be completely honest, but it is more so of like getting in the mindset of getting on a call and not being deep into work and then having to pause to go get on a call because those are my two days that I'm not deep, deep into like editing, show notes, blog posts, all of that stuff. I'm not diving into my client work because my client's work is typically due on Mondays and I don't get it till the end of the day. And then Thursdays, I'm usually wrapping up my week. Now, the next boundary that I set is communication. And this one was so hard. I think this was probably one of the hardest ones to set. And that's because I didn't know what I needed in my business until I tested it out. So the first thing is that I really only rely on email communication with my clients. Obviously I'm DMing them. Obviously I'm texting some of them because we're, I love my clients. We're friends. We have things to talk about, but when it comes to project work, I really, really try to focus on email or if they have a project management tool we're working in, it can go there as well so that it's not lost or anything. But this was really, really hard. It was hard to put the boundary up with texting because it's so easy. It's so easy to just grab the phone, text a client or have them text me. And like, there are still times, like if it's a real quick thing that they can just say yes or no to, I'll text them if I have that relationship with them. Like if they've texted me about stuff, but some of my clients, I don't even have their phone numbers and I like it that way. I love that. We have that boundary, 
because I do connect with clients on a one-on-one level. Like I think every single client I've had really good conversations with and we've had conversations outside of business and outside of the work I do for them. But at the same time, finding that balance of personal versus business communication can be hard because you can get the, you know, after your working hours text messages, because I'm on the East coast and I'm in Eastern time zone. And someone who is on the West coast could be just getting started with their day when I'm having lunch or when I'm out of the office and it's, you know, 7 PM, they still have a whole hour left of work. (laughs) So those things are kind of boundaries I like to set is just email because I'll get to it during my office hours. And then if we are texting, I try to keep it only during business hours. I don't like to think about work outside of my business hours because it will bother me all night. I'm the type of person that like, if someone sends me a text and it's like either negative feedback or like an issue that they've run into, I think about it. I can't stop thinking about it until it's taken care of, which is another reason I like to have the email portion of it and like having them only send those things to email. But if there are times like I've been trying to get better about if a client would text me and it doesn't happen very often now, like maybe emergency situations, but if someone texts me outside of those working hours, I'll hold the text until the next day. Like I'm not going to respond to it. If it's an audio message and they tell me like something and I can't save the audio message, then I'll just shoot back a text and say like, Hey, just listen to your message. Going to get to it in the morning. And then I make a note of whatever it was. And then I handle it the next day or the next business day that I'm working. And now the other piece of communication that I've worked with is Slack and um, whatever project management tool is. And I only use Slack um, outside of like some original clients that I have that they've established Slack as their communication tool. I really only use Slack for my own team. And the reason I do that is because I, this is so funny, I associate the Slack sound, um, or I have, I'm trying to break it, but I've always associated it with something negative because as a podcast producer, my goal is for my clients to never really have to reach out to me. And the only time I would get Slack messages is when something broke. And when I say broke, like either an episode didn't go live or there's um, a lag in it publishing or something along those lines where it was like an immediate emergency. And I, so I've associated with it that way, but for my team, it's usually like updates and letting me know where things are. And I, I just really enjoy that. And for that reason, I also don't have my team members numbers saved to my phone, which we'll get into that in a minute. Now, the next boundary that I've set up is deadlines. Oh, this one was so, so, so hard. Um, And it's hard for me now because I incorporated late fees and late fees are really hard. It's, oh, I hate sending an invoice for a late fee, but I have to set that boundary around my own schedule. So in my own business, I set a deadline. I need your episode one week before it goes live. And I prefer it to be two weeks so that my clients have time to get ahead and I do this because I batch my work. I do all of my editing the same day of the week. And I do all of my show notes another day of the week. And I do all my scheduling another day of the week. And for those things to work, all of my client work has to be in at the same time now. The issue here is that my clients are busy and things fall off their radar. And 
things are late sometimes, but I can't get an episode on Thursday that goes live on Friday, for example. Now, I don't want to rush my clients' work because if they're late and then I'm having to rush their work, I'm not doing my best job and then they're not getting the best work from me and it's a bad reflection on me. So having these deadlines in place allows for me to do the best work I can for my clients have my team members stay on track with their schedules because I don't dictate their schedules. I like to give my my team members the flexibility to work when they want to work. And in order for me to do that, I have to have that timeline available, the flexibility of it in order to get everything done. <laughs> now, the reason I incorporated late fees is because no one likes paying a fee for something that they're not actually getting anything for, but it is a late fee that establishes the importance of this deadline. And then also if it's a late fee that I have to pay a contractor because I'm asking them to turn something around really quickly, I need to make up the lost money. So late fees are incorporated for those deadlines. Deadlines are incorporated for a more flexible schedule. Now, speaking of the work that you're doing for your clients, another boundary that you need to set is your scope of work. This one, oh my goodness, I'm terrible at this. I've gotten a lot better at realizing like, oh, I'm letting the scope of this project creep in on me. And I'm now doing double the work that we originally agreed to because they don't realize it. I don't realize it because I'm not thinking about it. So now I have like very set packages of like, this is included. This is not. If you want this, you can pay extra because it's going to take time and strategy and brain work and all of these things that you don't think about when it's like, oh, that'll take me five minutes on this one thing, but then you're doing it four times a month and then it doubles in work because you want to add more. Scope creep is real. <laughs> so setting the scope of work boundary is really important and you can do this in your contracts, but then also anytime that you're asked to do more, my new thing and I started doing this with all of my clients because at Gaffin Creative, we have expanded our service offerings. So I will say like, yes, this is definitely something my team can help out with. Would you like a quote for it? Or would you like me to send you a proposal on what that could look like and what this would change in the price? Or do we want to hop on a call to discuss what you could potentially add to your package and what the price adjustment would be? That will change how your clients ask you to do things because not that they're doing anything wrong. They want more work from you. You just have to set that boundary of what is the scope of work. Now, since setting these boundaries, my clients have become dream clients. <laughs> and I will say that it did take time to break habits, not only with them for myself, but honestly, the few times it has happened, clients have been receptive to the feedback of, hey, I really would prefer this to be this way. So a big example is communicating boundaries in what you need. So let's chat through what communicating boundaries looks like, which this is actually a little harder than setting them because you have to tell somebody. <laughs> so for me, it did take a while. Um, and there are still times that I break my own rules out of comfort and ease of like, well, my client already did this. I'm right here. I'm already doing it, but you have to really set those boundaries. So first and foremost, I want to talk about setting boundaries with new clients. I personally have some more important boundaries like deadlines and scope of work that are included in my brochures and proposals and contracts. And this tells a brand new client that they 
have to work ahead of time by one to two weeks and that I charge late fees at my own discretion if they aren't doing that. So like my late fees, just because I have late fees doesn't mean that I will take the work. It means that if I have time in my schedule at the end of this week, because you are late, you can be charged a fee and I will do it. Otherwise, you just miss out on that. Now, additionally, I do have my office hours listed in my email for my clients to know that they can expect a response during those times. Or if they want to schedule a call with me, they can on Monday or Thursday by appointment only. And there's a link there. And then also that I prefer to keep a paper trail of communication via email for project work. And this is all documented in the signature of my email. And it's not in every single email, but all of the important ones with like invoices, big status changes, they all have that signature on them. So for new ongoing podcast clients, I do have a welcome email. And this highlights each of these boundaries along with what to expect for working with me, how billing will work, where they can find resources, And I even link like their Google Drive folders and their project management dashboard to remind them of like this email you can come back to. It links to everything you need (laughs) and it tells you everything you need. And I actually have a few clients where I don't even have their phone number saved in my phone. So this I mentioned earlier, this is for both contractors and clients. And I intentionally do this for some people like contractors so that I'm not tempted to text them. I'm forced to go to email or Slack because with us working ahead in our business, I should never have the need to send an urgent text. And in the last year, so one full year of working with contractors, I've only had to emergency text one contractor one time, and it was just a miscommunication in assignments, and that issue was resolved immediately. And we developed a better system in business because of it. So like we actually revamped our entire project management tool to accommodate this one situation and we should not ever run into it again. So I'm really excited about that. Like I've only had to go and find, and I still didn't even save the number of my phone. Like I don't ever want to be tempted to move to that route because we use Slack in my business or we use email. Now, today, I do want you to build out boundaries in your own business because I know, like, I'm very passionate about these boundaries. This is one of my longest solo episodes I've ever done. So here are a few boundaries I want you to set. The first is your office hours. Write down when your clients can contact you or when they can expect to hear back from you and set that boundary. If that's two days a week, that's two days a week. If that's every day for a three-hour period of time, that's what that is. You get to control those office hours. (laughs) Now, the second thing is communication. If you're fine with texting, that's totally okay, but set the boundary for time frames. If that means I can only text during my office hours, make that your communication boundary. Now, the third one is your work details. So this looks like deadlines, scope of work, expectations for your clients, all of those things. Like I know a lot of that is going to be in your contract, but let's be honest, not everyone reads contracts. So make sure like if there are important things that you're highlighting them, like even though I have details of deadlines and turnaround times and late fees, all of those are in my contracts, but they're also like a line item in my proposals so that before they ever sign a contract, they know that. And it's highlighted for them and pointed out. So take some time today, list out these three boundaries. And if you have others that you're like, you know what? I'm really over this part of my business because 
I don't have a boundary here, make that another boundary. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It is a little icky and like it makes me uncomfortable with boundary setting, but they are so important. And I really hope even if you take a step with just one client today, take that step because having these boundaries can do so much for how you perceive your clients, how they perceive you, but also how you enjoy working in your business. I will see you all next week as I share about tools that I have started using on the educational side of my business, including podcasting stuff and how I'm using my podcast for education. So if you are a business owner who is looking to expand into education or kind of revamp, revisit and see how you can put education in your business without taking over your life and things inside your business, make sure you come back next week for that episode and I will see you then. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, Clocking Out.